his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With the president of the Common Council, Chris Scanlon. Chris, good morning. Morning, Joe. How are you? Doing well this morning, Chris. Uh, congratulations on your appointment to uh, president of the Common Council. What made you want to take on that role? You know, having been on the council for more than 11 years now and in leadership for the past eight, um, we I think the leadership team we've had has done a good job of establishing things, establishing a tremendous amount of transparency. And I just wanted to take on some additional leadership responsibilities and build upon the things that we were able to do the past eight years or so. And speaking of the last eight years, Chris, when you talk about the Common Council, obviously, you know, I don't want to say the negative things, but you know, the big stories are, are, are things that obviously need to be addressed. And looking at the last year, heading into 2024, what are some things from last year that you would like to have addressed early on in 2024? Well, I think one of the first things um, in my new spot that I want to start looking at is the budget and some of the concerns that we have for some of the out years. I want to get my uh, colleagues on the council together and start having conversations right away. Uh, prior to the, the release of this year's budget, I want to start talking to the administration earlier than we typically do and try and iron out, iron out any issues that might arise during the budget season this year. But also, more importantly, looking to the out years, we've been using some ARP money to ARP money to fill some uh, budget shortfalls that we've actually had. So I want to make sure we are headed in the right direction, closing those gaps before that ARP money runs out. All right, obviously the budget and, you know, obviously last year, fluoride, I've never heard fluoride talked about as much as we did when it came to the uh, Buffalo Common Council, Chris. Where do we stand on that and what actions are going to be taken? Yeah, first and foremost, you know, it's, it's got to be reintroduced to the water immediately as soon as, as soon as possible. We had a community development meeting on Tuesday where we had a number of speakers in talking about it. And during the meeting, uh, council members and myself addressed staff to draft a letter to the Buffalo Water Board asking them for a definitive timeline on when it would be reintroduced. Um, I think it was about 36, 48 hours later, the Buffalo Water Board released a statement that they received all their approvals they needed to move ahead with the reintroduction of it. Um, the, they said somewhere this around this summer it would be reintroduced, but we're hoping in the response to our letter that we'll get a definitive timeline. We know that the, the lack of fluoride is harming people's well, well-being and their health. And, you know, one of the big things we talked about during the meeting the other day was it's great for people that are going to the dentist. They're finding out that this is an issue and they're, they're able to address it. But what about people who can't afford to go to the dentist? And this is their first line of defense uh, to their dental health. So it's imperative that they reintroduce it back to the water immediately. 
Chris, going back to your election, obviously uh, you were uh, voted all but one, and Rashid Wyatt was the one. He said that you as the president of the Common Council would just be a rubber stamp for the mayor. Uh, what's your reaction to that? Yeah, you know, when I tell everyone that, it was, you know, I did not receive all the votes, I tell everyone first and foremost, every council member is entitled to their own vote, and I don't begrudge them taking their vote how they want. And to me, that indicates I have some work to do there to bridge that gap or belief from Councilmember Wyatt that he thinks maybe I won't be as independent as I am. So I have some work on my end, first and foremost, I think. But you know, I've heard this before, that I, I'm, I have a good relationship with the mayor, and that, that could be a negative. I don't see how the ability to build relationships in an elected position is the negative, you know, to build those relationships that are going to benefit your residents. I, I, don't, I fail to see how that's a negative. You know, I think that working collaboratively, we, we, can be, we are able to get things done. I don't think that collaboration is the antithesis of independence. I think they're both, we can be effective and efficient by being collaborative. But with that being said, I'm also not afraid to show my independence, show it publicly, and I think I've done it in the past. You know, last year during the blizzard, I I was very vocal about res- blizzard response. Um, I have been, there's a big conversation in the council now about equipment with certain departments, and it's, that's something I've been talking about publicly for years. You know, there's pub- support for our public safety departments. It's been something I've been very vocal publicly about the emergency management coordinator position. I, I was the one that called for that last year. And if you go as far back as eight, nine, close to 10 years ago, um, you'll see that I was one of, if not the first council member raising concerns about the use of reserve funds. So I know some people would like to say I lack independence or I'd be a rubber stamp, but I think if you look at the actual track record, it doesn't quite fit the narrative that they'd like to put out there. Follow up to that. What should the relationship with the council and the mayor be? I think there has to be a healthy working relationship, first and foremost. Like I said, if, if you're not talking, you're not co- communicating, nothing's going to get done. So there has to be a healthy relationship, healthy communication taking place there. But at the same time, the council absolutely has to be independent of the administration. But I think there's a line that you can strike there. It's in the middle where, you know, you are communicating, but you're, you're showing your independence. Um, I've, everyone, anyone I've spoken to this week about this appointment to council president, one thing I've made very clear is, you know, you see at every level of government across the country, people being adversarial just for the sake of it. You know, they're in one political party or the other, and they're just going to be adversarial just for the sake of it and play to their base, things like that. But at the end of the day, we have a responsibility as one entity, the city of Buffalo, to do everything we can to benefit the residents of the city of Buffalo. And I think we can do that in a collaborative manner. But when we need to as a council, then put our foot down and say, listen, we can't. This is where we stand as a council and this is how it's going to be with us. And then we have those conversations and, and reach mutual ground. We are joined live on the Trocare College live line by Common Council President Chris Scanlon. Uh, Chris, you mentioned the blizzard, and obviously we saw some snow around Buffalo yesterday. How better prepared, if we are, are is the city of Buffalo today than it was a little over a year ago? Yeah, I think based on the conversations that the council has had over the past year, I think we're better prepared. You know, we have some more equipment. We have some on the way. But I think one of the largest things I've noticed through conversations during the the snow plan and other things like that is the increased communication that they have, the communication plan they have about how to disseminate information to people, things of that nature. I think that's drastically improved. So I think hopefully in the next month or two, we won't have any major snow events. You know, we're, we're getting into winter here and we haven't had anything major yet. So hopefully that continues. But I think if it does, I think people will see that the city's better prepared than it was. 
You mentioned the emergency coordinator or the emergency manager, that new position that was added. Uh, what is that? What is the person holding that position? What are they doing uh, throughout the year uh, to be ready for that big blizzard if and when it happens? Yeah, so that, that position is housed in the Buffalo Fire Department. And I think throughout this person is new, obviously, and they're getting up to speed with the various departments that are responsible for, for responding to any different any number of emergencies, not just snow, but any any really emergency that might fall upon the city. But during the year, you know, they can be looking at grant and other way grants and other ways to bring funding into the city, building and working on the, the emergency response plans, coordinating, running simulations, doing all things like that. So, regardless of the emergency that hits the city, we'll be prepared. I want to ask you about uh, another common council member, Mitch Nowakowski. You know, he's um, shown interest in running for state senate. Uh, if Tim Kennedy moves on to Congress, what are your thoughts of uh, Mitch Nowakowski going to state senate? Do you think that's a the the right jump for uh, someone like him at his point in his career? Uh, you, I, I'm not going to speak to whether it's the right jump for him. I think that's something you'd have to ask him how he feels about it. But um, working with Councilmember Nowakowski for the past four years on the council. And the time he was uh, working for the council before that as a staffer, um, you know, he's someone who is an extremely hard worker and someone who's willing to get out in the community and get his hands dirty and uh, not just in the district physically, but legislatively dive into things and work extremely hard. So if he decides to take that route and go that and uh, is successful, I think the district would be well served by someone like him. Yeah. Uh, I, earlier, I asked you about the relationship with the Common Council and the mayor. Where's the relationship between the Common Council or maybe the city in general and the county? Again, during the blizzard last year, well, there, there was some hostility between the two. Where does that stand in 2024? Yeah, you know, I think when you're in situations like we were last year with the blizzard, you know, I think tempers run short at times with everyone, you know, everyone's stressed out, they're tired. They're working hard to make sure people are safe and respond to any number of different situations across the county or in the city. And so I think, you know, even though you might see some animosity at times, I think it's easy to turn the page and get over it. Uh, Conversations that I've had with people at the county, they're still excited to work with the city and make sure we're on the same page delivering for residents. So I I don't think there's anything, any sort of carryover from last year. I think everyone's on the same page, ready to work to get things done. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.